Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. And that's what you really missed with Jenna and Kevin, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to And That's What You Really Miss Podcast. Today we have Kevin McHale. And Jenna Ushkowitz. <laughs> but more importantly, we have mm-hmm. star, superstar, world traveler, world famous Chris Olsen. He's incredible. <laughs> He's just so nice. So nice. And oh, what a joy to chat with. So open, so fun. I feel like I have like musical theater camaraderie with him. Yes. But then like he's such a big Glee fan too, which is so fun. He's an OG Gleek. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He's he's this week's Gleek of the Week. Really? I mean, he's Gleek of the Year. That's right. Um, I know that didn't rhyme, but. <laughs> it's a wonderful, lovely long talk with Chris Olson. So strap in and enjoy. Here is Leak of the Week, Chris Olson. Hi, Chris. Let's begin. <laughs> where do we start? Wait, the fact that you were with Heather and Darren recently was really funny. And I was I like, was jealous. What? I DM'd him and I was like, excuse me? Well, How I was, dare you? You know, I have been waiting outside both your homes, just knocking on the doors, <laughs> waiting to be let in. And then Heather and Darren came to my rescue. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll hang out with you guys first. That's um, fair. They're very nice. So that's See who I like fine. better. They are very nice. Yeah. Um, it's it was it was such a lovely day promoting their pod. That's mm-hmm. right. Look at you. You're really just helping out the Glee crew and the pods. <laughs> Which so is so crazy to me because as a young, young child, I was maybe one or two when the show came mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah. it, it really, it was everything to me. But uh, jokes aside, it really was. I was. I was trying to remember or think about all of the memories I have just as a viewer of the show. And there truly are so many. Like I remember... Um, watching Tina sing True Colors, which mm. was your first song, right? Correct. Yes. That is right. I know we were, my whole family oh. was in South Carolina um, visiting my grandma and all she had was this tiny little television. Like by tiny, I mean like literally maybe like nine inches. Like it was oh small. Um, and uh, we we tuned into the episode and I remember you saying the song at the end and it was such a huge deal because I was such like an, I loved an underdog or someone who like, yeah, yes. you, you were someone, I think, the character who got shit on. Sure. Right. <laughs> yes. The underdog. And, and you had, you truly hadn't sent like, I feel like everyone had had a song at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's just like, I, maybe the actress doesn't sing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she could sing. <laughs> she can sing. That's we, funny, though. We discovered that, and Aww. obviously, Kevin, when you dance for the first time mm-hmm. after finally getting out of the chair, that yeah. was 
that was, that was huge for my family as well. I went to an all boys school and <gasps> I would, <gasps> like I know, I know. I went to an all boys school. It was like a religious school as well. Yeah. But I found a few people and I remember like the the first year that Glee was very big, I would go in. I had Spanish every morning. I would go into my Spanish class and this group of four of us would sit in the back um, and recap the episode from the night before. That's so oh sweet. Yes. It was like it was like a little safe space. I am surprisingly still the only one who turned out gay from all of that. But wow, um, that is very wow. surprising. I know. I know. So. <laughs> We just had some allies in the room. Yeah, I guess. good. Look at you Truly. building community in a religious uh, school. Yeah, it was like you had to find your people. But mm-hmm. I remember it was it was huge. We would listen to the songs walking in between classes, um, but then pause them whenever we were walking by a group that like mm-hmm. we couldn't be seen listening. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Where did you um? Where did you grow up? I grew up in the D.C. area. I grew oh, up okay. in Maryland, but cool. I went to um, my school was in D.C., Got uh, which was which was nice. But it's definitely like half of the kids parents are politicians. So mm-hmm. it's very right. like during the presidential elections, like we are debating in class and people wow. are like, well, my dad is working for Oof. blah, 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 blah. And you're like. Okay. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But and I like, still have my opinions. Right. And like my dad doesn't believe in gay marriage, so neither do I. Wow. And it would it, yeah. it was just a it was a very intense environment. So mm-hmm. we needed um, you know, a special musical show to get us through all of Aww. that. <laughs> to build bridges, you know? To build bridges. And if you know, they were <laughs> Glee was tackling the real issues too, you know? Mm-hmm. They That's were right. Even when nobody asked for it. (laughs) (laughs) When nobody asked for it, when sometimes maybe different things were being said, maybe it was a very interesting way to go about some of these issues. Yeah, definitely. It's a very PC way to put it. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) How how do you guys, how do you guys, I mean, you've obviously, the, the pod speaks about the show in so many ways, but how do you guys... In, in your day-to-day life, if someone is bringing it up, how do you guys, you know, talk about it, speak back to these the people, whether fans or just people who have come in contact with the mm-hmm. show? Like, what is the response? I do feel like there's been a, a shift in the past couple of years because I feel like dur- during the beginning of the pandemic, when the show sort of became like a weird thing on TikTok right. and people were discovering it, you're like, oh, look how outdated this is. But there's mm-hmm. now sort of this... I feel like a collective understanding, like with any show, it was of a time. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so I do feel like that sort of preface is sort of now expected, right? Like we don't really have to talk about it in that way. Right. And I feel like that has been a shift in the past couple of years where, yes, yes, as a community, as humans, we understand that some things did not maybe age well, but at the sure. time, now you can sort of look back at it and be like, well, it was great in this way. Right. And it was fun and funny in this way. Or, 100%. Because I think for a while, I was like, yes. yeah, we shouldn't have done that. And, yeah. Ugh. Right. But you you all were quite young, just like reading these scripts. And it was like, I, you know, so many people's like really big first job that you're like, I'm yeah, not going to be like. All, most all of us. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. Like, I can't. I'm not going to say this line. Like, I just won't do that. Like, that's it. No. no. Exactly. Didn't even cross our minds. Yeah, we were in the time, right? We were in the capsule of the time and it didn't really phase us in some ways. And then obviously if it was a personal dig or a personal... Um, yeah. Th- that's what we cared about more. We didn't really care about the macro, yeah. like, you know, yeah. progressive movement that we were sort of shuttling in. <laughs> right, right. Did, was it like, I mean, I know the, it, the show went on for a while, but within those, like, especially season one, were you walking in like being like, this is so much fun. I'm so excited about all of this. Yes. Um, like, yeah. what, was there a moment that it became slightly stressful? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. To all the there were a yes. lot of moments. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right. It was right. absolutely fun, especially when you're filming something and the public hasn't seen it yet. Right. Right. And because this was, like you said, most of our first experiences doing this, we had built like a really, it felt like a safe space yes. with the crew, um, the cast, everyone in production. It felt like a really beautiful community because you are making this really joyous and absurd thing. 
And right. so everyone sort of bought into that. Yeah. And you're just 100%. going there performing these songs for your crew members, the camera people, the sound people. And we were having the time of our lives. Like we're getting I paid to go act like clowns and paid more sing. than we'd ever been paid before. Right. Yeah. Right. Like we were on all a massive so budget, broke. you know, film <laughs> yes. in Hollywood or a TV show in Hollywood. We were all really broke. Right. Um, but yeah, there was a turning point when the f- show started to hit, the songs started to hit the charts. People started to get really famous. Like it all hit at once. And then you couldn't turn your head without seeing us somewhere right and i think you know it's like hollywood they build you up and then they wait to like pull you back down my god yes and we had you know we had now we had fans who were writing in and you know voicing their opinion on these characters and on these storylines so we're all very affected by the external forces that are Mm -hmm. making the show what it is in so many ways right and so yeah and then the the stress of like Writing the show It's just the three of them Writing the show For the first two Two seasons Or three seasons Yeah kind of two. 44 episodes Yeah And um, Crazy And then like how. To add the music in Which had never been done before It was so We were so exhausted <laughs> And You don't know how to say no You can't speak up for yourself Or you'll just get totally. fired And so, I think that was on every level too Where yeah, opportunities yeah. And I think you can probably Relate to this Chris Like your life The past couple of years Where All of a sudden All these opportunities are throwing themselves at you. And I feel like for us, when we hadn't, none of us had worked that much prior to this, we're like, how do you say no? And so when you're all of a sudden launched in this position, and I think that goes to the the directors, the writers, the creators, and the cast, Mm -hmm. like we just, yes, yes Yes. to everything. If we have any time, Mm -hmm. we have to do this because who knows how long this is going to last. Who knows if anyone's going to care about us in six months. And so, and I think that happens on the the show level too. Where yeah. people care, oh, people are saying this thing. Maybe we'll write that into the show and right send us everywhere to perform everywhere and do that sort of thing. Right, but enough yeah. about us. More about you. <laughs> I just, I'm truly such a fan. So I just want to. I have all of the questions for you guys too. But yeah, I mean, off That's of fine. <laughs> off of what you were saying as well, I still um, definitely struggle with saying no to so many things because. Even though I guess I've been on like on social media and doing the stuff that I've been doing for like um, th- three and a half years now, yeah. it's still but like that mm-hmm. the, in, in the grand scheme of life, still you have no idea how much longer that's going to be after that. You know, <laughs> right. like though right. so I always say yes to things because I'm like ride the wave while you can yes. and keep it going yes. while you can. To the point of even if I am literally barely fitting things in i'm going yeah. to make it work somehow because yeah. yes there's going to be a lot of stress and yes it's might be at the expense of like exhaustion but yeah. sometimes it feels really good to get those things done and then mm-hmm. you reach a point where you're like okay now i really need to try to take a break but <laughs> sleep sleep but then yeah. i struggle with um giving my like literally structuring a break for myself and then Mm -hmm. being in the break and not knowing how to relax yeah do you feel guilty yes like i I, sometimes i would get where like i if i say no to something like riddled with guilt of like oh either the experience or financially right or Mm -hmm. if you have a couple days to yourself like well i could be i know all the things it took turning down to have this time right no a hundred percent i like i went on a really long vacation for the month of june and the like within the first few weeks of the vacation every day that i was on that vacation and what's what's i guess kind of different of my work versus like if i were on a show is i can do it all myself if i want to create something i can just do it right here and it's on my phone so every day on that vacation i kept thinking like i need to earn this day of vacation somehow so i better like make a good video or i better do this and then it was like no, the whole point of this was that <laughs> I have worked a lot, so I have earned the vacation, so yeah. you exactly. rest a little bit. But I I just kept thinking, no, I need to earn it. And then there's the whole thing of, you know, I've I've worked many other jobs as well. So I'm like, it's not, wh- why are you telling yourself you need a break from like making a video for a day or something like that? That's the easiest thing you could ever do. And then, mm, right. so you just, it's this constant cycle of- yeah. Now yeah. that I'm doing the thing that I really love, 
right. it doesn't mean it's not still work, but I um, hear the past version of myself that's like, it isn't work. What are you talking about? Get get yeah. get up, do the thing, create right. something. Um, right. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you've right. created the work within it. Like if it started out as something that was fun and that you love doing, and right. now it is work because you have responsibilities to, I'm right. sure, brands and whatever, whoever yeah, is yeah, yeah. paying you to do the thing. Sure. Sometimes outside of like what you're doing yourself. And that is scary when you're completely in control of doing whatever you want 100%. yourself because there's nobody yes. to pawn it off on. Yes, that's the other <laughs> thing. Like if I, you know, like with with a, a show like Lee, you you have the you, you're like yeah, the writers. That was yeah, was a we great. have a boss. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. oh, we can't. Our schedule says we can't do this because we're contractually bound to be here. Right, right. Now, right. So we can't go do those things. Yes, it, uh, it's. I mean, and I can. I do. I. It's not a hundred percent myself. I obviously have a lovely group of people behind me who are who right. support all of these things that I do. But yeah, um, yeah. It is. It's. It all happens, essentially, like in my apartment or whenever I'm home. And I think that that is another just um, like weird part about it that I've tried. That when I talk to friends who are on shows. There's that slight like disconnect, not between us, but between someone who's on a show versus someone who's doing social media is like people are just seeing me on their phone. So it feels like I'm like one of their friends, and totally. yeah. which which I completely appreciate. And that's what I love about it. But um, there's when when someone's on a show, there's so much more structure to it. And yeah. there's even more structure of how people are receiving you. And they're mm-hmm. receiving you as a character, unless it's a reality show. But if right. it's a reality show, they're receiving you in one hour increments once right. a week. And right. um, they can't, they're not going to change that unless all the producers are changing it. So right. it's right. it's just a, it's an, and it's a relatively new job. So we're all just figuring it out as we go, but it is quite the anomaly that um, yeah. I think will continue to uh, grow and evolve in the ways that all of these things do. Yeah. I can't imagine. I'm curious, like, because it's so, I mean, you're choosing to give people so much of you, right? Like sure. personal you, especially for you, like an advocate for mental health and then like posting your therapy sessions, <laughs> right, sure, which is sure. so cool. I would never do that because I'm not brave <laughs> enough, but like, it's so great and they're, they're awesome. But like what, um, well, first I want to know what your therapist thinks about this and like how you got her to like say yes. But then also like, do you feel like sometimes you uh, there's too much you're giving? Like, right, you know, because yes. you're choosing what to show people and then they feel like sometimes perhaps they they deserve it all. Yeah. In no, some way. Totally. I that is a consistent like push and pull because it, it honestly depends on the day of how much I'm willing to share or or right. not willing to share. But with the therapy videos, um I had <laughs> recorded like therapy back before any of these videos happened um Mm -hmm. like before i posted any of them because i do think it can be it's kind of like a form of journaling in a way Mm -hmm. you can like you Mm -hmm. you are able to reprocess everything that you said and processed in a new way afterwards um especially if it's like i i have therapy two weeks later or if if there's been a break in therapy i'm able to kind of remember what was happening in that Mm -hmm. moment but yeah um i the the video came uh, as an idea like during one of them after i'd had kind of like a funny session and <sighs> i i think there's a lot of people who think therapy is consistently deep you're always crying and it's always <laughs> right. something that is True. like near trauma and True. i'm like it is there are probably <laughs> some people who really have to process a lot and that's yeah. a, a beautiful journey for them but I've been in therapy since I was like 12. So wow. it's been like 11. I'm not 23. I'm 25. <laughs> it's been like, uh, math is hard. Yeah, it's been like 13 years um, of all of that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's correct. So um, there are sessions that are just like this funny thing happened to me and let's process that. Or like, here's, yeah. here's a, a very lighthearted thing. And 
I still get deep in most of my sessions, but I felt like there was a way to show the world some of these funny moments. And I don't do it every week. There are moments that my therapy sessions are very personal and I don't share those. And also my therapy is an hour long and those videos are about a minute long. So it's really only these um, snapshots snapshots of them. But I felt like it, it could be nice to share something and to destigmatize the, the, um, frightening part of therapy that I think people can be scared of. But I started on the app just sharing absolutely everything. And I was like in a relationship at the time and I thought it's so fun to just share. And the Mm -hmm. fact that people are loving it makes me love it. And they're loving like our love. Yeah, that positive reinforcement. Right. Like, oh my God, let me, why not keep doing this? And you, you truly just, it, I think with everyone in, in in the field, all of my friends who are also doing this, it's always just a learning experience until you get to your limit. So I mm-hmm. reached a point, reached a point in the relationship where we weren't very happy, but we were still trying to share these happy moments because one of the right. positive reinforcement and that caused such a strain on like me personally, but also the relationship. And then even after that, like into me being single, trying to figure out how much I want to share and um, mm-hmm. If if someone says, I would rather you not share that story, making sure that I'm respecting that as well. Mm-hmm. And sure. like I am in a new relationship for the first time after that last relationship. And now knowing I'm not mm-hmm. going to be sharing it in the way mm-hmm. that I once did, I think mm-hmm. is just very it's it's very comforting to me and to the other person who I mean, he's been right. very gracious and being like, I'm following your lead, like whatever you want to mm-hmm. do. But just knowing that. um now, after going through the learning experience of before, I'm going to keep that part of myself private. But yeah. that doesn't mean I'm not going to share other things that are, yeah. are a part of my life. And um, of course, I think it's just it's always just some like personal gauge with yourself yeah. because sometimes you can feel like you want to share the craziest story of your life, and then other times you're like, I'm going to keep it surface like today. <laughs> yeah, um, and <laughs> totally. just do something like that, which I think. I, I mean, I'm I'm curious to hear your guys' perspective too. After like being on a show and you're playing a character, but then people are suddenly mm-hmm. so interested in your personal lives as well. Like, what mm-hmm. is that like to mm-hmm. how, how did how did you decide in those moments of like <laughs> what you wanted to share, especially mm-hmm. when like people then wanted to know the interpersonal relationships of you and other cast members, and it's mm-hmm. like, how do we keep the integrity of the show without? Now I'm rambling, but you guys get you to, you understand yeah. what I'm saying. You were talking about how people really feel like they know you because you're in the palm of their hands all the time. Sure, yeah. Where it even felt like for us, I think anybody who's on a TV show that is on once a week or now streaming, whatever, we already felt like people thought they knew us because we were in their homes right every single 100%. week, twenty two hours a year, sort of thing. Yes, but yours is a whole. I can't even like. For, I, we met each other last summer. Yes. In Cannes. In France. Yes. So in the south of France yeah. at a party. Oh, yeah. It was just but so casual. So I was fancy. telling Jenna, like, I felt like I knew you. Mm-hmm. And like, right, we just had right. the most normal conversation. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, we talked like old friends. Right. Right. But I think that happened. And I've made a lot of great friends off of social media. Because I 100%. do think either algorithmically or with things you're into, you connect to the people who have a lot of shared interests. Yeah. Naturally. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so I was like, well, that was just one. I'm just one person. I can't imagine the amount of people you interact with on a day-to-day basis sure. who feel right. like I did. We're like, yeah, I, I could talk to him. Right. Because yeah. I do think there is a level for people, I guess, that were in our position where they know they don't know you. Yes. You are playing yes. a character. So there are a couple layers to get through of disconnect right. between are the real us and the people they're maybe a fan of. Yes. But then there's even more curiosity, right? Because they do spend, you know, every Thursday they were in their living room in their pajamas with their, you know, cat and their ice cream and like watching us, cat feeling nice. like they know us. And yep. then they see you on the street and they call you Tina and Artie yes. and they're like, oh my God, you can walk. And so there's this, this like exciting mystery about it. We right. were on the show 
when Twitter, we were in the recording studio when we learned about Twitter. Oh my And so we gosh. all signed up. And so it, we were pre-Instagram. Like I remember my first Instagram, I think I was shooting a snack scene and I posted like the the lunch, um, the lunch tray. Wow. And so you're like, what is oh, this yeah. thing? And these filters. I signed up and, late at the cast. I remember being at like Pache. I'm like, I guess I'll take a picture of the table my salmon yeah. right yeah. exactly right, right but i think because of that and they don't know who you are exactly social media was a way in for them to learn about you yeah. and in mm-hmm. some ways it felt like a gift and some ways it felt like a complete flaw in the system because sure. the gift is like i can share what i want with you i can connect with my fans i mm-hmm. can learn more about them and who's who's watching and who's listening and who's a fan of me personally but then then like what I was asking you, it feels like sometimes they feel like they um, they deserve it all. Like yeah. there's no boundary whatsoever when we are choosing what to share and what not to. Like my husband is not... He's not an actor. He has you know, sure. uh, you know, affiliation with the entertainment industry. He doesn't like social media. He doesn't go on it. So I'm nervous to post him, and he'll he wants approval, and he <laughs> wants to see things before they go up because he, that's not his thing. This right. is in his world. Right. And then we chose to not post my daughter's face for safety reasons. I just said totally. I'm not I'm not doing that. And so there is this like push and pull, but because of the mystery, it's like yes. people want to know more, and they want more <laughs> because they don't know you exactly. They yeah. don't they know the character. Yeah, I will say like it, it is very I, I do feel like there's um people feel extremely comfortable coming up to me in public, which is great. Mm. And I think I mean that's that can be a lovely time. Obviously, there are some times when I'm like having a day and I'm like, okay, yeah. all right, where like I gotta <laughs> I gotta like bring it up and it's it's cause it's right. almost like I I have to play a character of myself in some ways because when mm-hmm. i'm making videos i have a lot of energy those are my like i'm i'm ready i'm performing in those videos yeah. you know like there's many most of the time i'm lower energy than i am in the videos and i think t- tons right. of people really understand that but um there That's are moments there, there are definitely moments when people feel very comfortable and it can get to a place of um it's that parasocial relationship that's talked about a lot these days where someone is sharing something that like, I wasn't ready to take on for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, Mm -hmm. you know, I, but I'm also going to do my best to hold the space because I'm not going to make someone feel bad for sharing that um, something like really affected them in a good or bad way. But um, like those same people sometimes will tell me a story about like, because, because if if I'm friends with a musician, they'll be like, oh, I saw that person, but I was too scared to go up to them. Or I saw that actor, but I was too scared to go up to them. I don't think people are really too scared to come up to me because right. they feel like they know me. But yeah. if they saw, and I am not comparing myself in like fame levels to any of these people, but if they saw like a uh, Tom Cruise or like a, a Meryl Streep out there, they're not going to mm-hmm. run up because it's like... Right. Oh, mm-hmm. that is not we like they don't we even don't have social media react. you know that's right they are they are characters to them and these people love them but they don't know how they speak or talk or mm-hmm. like kind of go right. about things in their daily life so i feel like there's a little bit more of a barrier which i sure. think is is uh, th- there's no like wrong way to go about it and i would love to I think maybe have that barrier at some point, but also I still very much enjoy the way that I have gone about it as well. Um, yeah. I think it's just now with the <laughs> social media becoming such a thing, those walls have been stripped down a lot because people are sharing so much about their everyday lives. Right. And it takes a special type of personality, I think, to have that perspective that you have where I think yeah. it could throw people really terribly, but also, you know, to recognize like, oh, this is, with success, this has happened. Sure, I mean, and sometimes you're gonna have bad days. I'm not gonna be in the mood, but right, you know, I have to remind myself that though. Most days, like there are days, or, or if if I start feeling uncomfortable because I can like feel someone taking pictures in public or something like that, which is like, yes, people should ask people to take a photo. Or if I'm yes. walking through somewhere and I feel whispers and people talking about me, it's like I literally have to remind myself, like, no one is 
trying to no one is out to get you like they're, right. they're all, I do that too yeah <laughs> like they're they're right. excited these people are right. excited but I think it probably goes back to if I want to like therapize it it goes back to like childhood yes. and maybe me like walking through the halls and feeling like I hear bullies talking about me I'm like any whispers about me must be bad but yeah, bad. now mm-hmm. we totally. have to like reframe those somehow yeah yeah no if you figure out how can you oh, just yeah. I think it's just constant <laughs> reminders. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's so true. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just arrived swim cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles like the made-to-be-seen very sexy push-up bra from the very sexy collection. In on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini, rewind to the future with the VS Archives swim collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage from full to cheeky to minimal, now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You went to Boston Conservatory. Oh, I did. I did. Yes. I, I am a musical theater student. Um, I'm, right. I am a theater kid. A singer. I, I do occasionally singer. sing. Yes. Oh on God. social media as well. Um, but You the- sing in bathtubs. It's one of my favorite videos. You guys sound great. We I also have to know how many times you guys, how many times you guys tried that one because you looked, I know that feeling when you get it at the end and you're so excited. I knew that's great. It's definitely but- a lot. Yeah. 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 We're, we're singing. We're, it's you gotta get it perfect you know um like that so yeah but i've been i've been a theater kid for like my whole life um Mm. a big um like i i half live in new york so every time i'm there i'm seeing shows often Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i went to a boarding i was gonna say you saw alex newell i sure did oh my god i sure did and have you guys (laughs) seen alex yet I no. have yes. Oh my god! It's like um, stupid. Independently owned. It's just 
It's <laughs> just insane. And to be able to do that uh-huh. eight times a week. Uh-huh. You well, know? Alex will be like, I can't. And then yeah, comes out on the it. stage and then, <laughs> yeah. does, it. And then exactly. does that exact thing. Um, no, it's, Sorry, you went to boarding school? <laughs> yes. I interrupted you. No, no, no. But it, I saw Alex. But yes, I went to boarding school for um, musical theater as well. Um, and, oh, wow. and speaking of Alex, I was also a fan of the Glee project back in the day. Like Glee <sighs> was oh my, my God. I, oh, I had, I had shirts. It was made for you. I had merch. I went to the tour. Yes. I, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> did you go to the DC show? I think so. Yeah, mm. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. that was a fun one. <laughs> I didn't know what tone uh, no, that. Uh, no, I don't know. If I can't like, remember that one. It's, uh, um, Kevin's impressively good at remembering the tour in particular of like the shows and the cities and what the show. I don't was know like why. That night, I don't. There's I don't one have city I can't s- remember the show. I don't remember the show. And no offense to Philadelphia. Philly. Oh, I Philly. Oh, Philly. Philly, I have no memory. Oh man, of. Um, I remember Philly. Yeah, the the tour was pretty life changing as well. <laughs> I just remember like stand. I, I mean, the the entire thing was just like my whole childhood um, right. live. And then, but I right. do remember specifically like um, when Amber sang "Ain't No Way." No way. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It oh, yeah. was. I just I hadn't had a spiritual experience like that before, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, mm-hmm. I had it. I had it. Yeah, that yeah. Night. We chills. we had it every chills. night. It yeah. was. I just you, you made a TikTok about how Glee was setting unrealistic expectations of like <laughs> talent in high school. Yeah, and I have to say, I'd never really thought about it from the people, the perspective of people walking down the hallway, and then hearing someone like Amber singing. <laughs> It's I mean, so all true. of you guys, though, and with like a full band as well, like <laughs> it was, and the arrangements just magically yeah. coming together. Obviously, it was a TV show, Elevated Reality, but right. I'm like, if that happened in any school, it would be national news every day. Right. It would be yeah. like, no yeah. one, it, I mean, it, it just would be absolute insanity because in most schools, you have like, one or two people who are like a star yes. and they're amazing, right. but even then right. they're singing with a piano and um, yes. bad acoustics. Bad like acoustics. it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that little rectangle classroom y'all had had the best <laughs> acoustics in the world. Somehow it was. I mean, there was reverb, and zero budget, <laughs> and, and and zero, zero budget, budget. Yeah. and the shows that you got. I mean, like Rocky Horror was yeah. so insane. Can't yeah. afford to get a bus for Artie to get to nationals, but we can build an entire set, two stories with an elevator. Sure I will say though, I did go. I went to a Catholic high school okay. on Long Island, but it was performing arts, and people went to the Catholic school even though they weren't Catholic because sure. of the musical theater program. Sure. So we had. Had, like people coming out of there we have rockets coming out of there we've got multiple broadway people coming out of there yep. that i feel like my school was the closest to mm. glee that you were gonna get I, probably <laughs> and you were yeah. on broadway as a child right yeah so i did the king and i when i was nine and then wow. um i was That's like crazy. i'm gonna make it and do it as, do this as an adult and then i booked spring awakening so i got to do that with the original broadway cast for a while and then chills. And then I got to do Waitress after Glee. So I've gotten to do like a show within te- every decade of my life. That is, did you enjoy com- like a comparative Broadway versus a TV show? I mean, I know they're so different. Yeah, um, I know. But it's, it was a dream to be able to sing and perform on TV. That was like yeah, because I yeah. went to Marymount Manhattan like college. Right? I did a BA in theater, minor musical theater. And like for me, I was going to be on Broadway for the rest of my life. Right, that was my right. goal. I was going to be Sutton Foster and that was it. Oh. But I I think to be able to do both was amazing because TV has the money and the the schedule and like the the you know the yes, reputation yes and Broadway like you can always go back for a few months and do it right and right. so because it's so grueling and then we're gonna get Kevin to do it at some point but it's you so must. grueling and it's so strange and different and must I? um <laughs> yeah. the yes you must and the instant gratification that you get uh, from an course, audience the energy night. like I picked that over tv any day sure but i totally understand that like when you get a degree in theater you're not getting it to be like and now i'm gonna make bank like and now i'm re- like <laughs> you the, love it yeah you do totally. it because you love it because the end goal for most of us is like get on 
Broadway and mm-hmm. make the Broadway minimum, which is Literally. very hard to live on in New York. Like it's impossible. impossible. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's not like we're going to, I mean, I think when you're little and you have that dream, you're like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be a star. I'm going to be famous, all of this stuff. But then when you find out the reality, <laughs> you're like, okay, as long right. as I can somehow work professionally, right. I will yep. be happy. And yes, it's so true. I was ready it's to so like, I, I mean, there was a point even with Broadway too, there the amount of competition that you have of to oh, even God. get in the door is so yeah. insane. And I think there have there have been so many times I've been so ready to just give up on entertainment in general because right. it is such a hard door to get through. Um, mm-hmm. And if social media hadn't happened in the way that it did for me, I think I probably it probably would have been a very different life because it is right. so easy to get that just kicked out of you mm-hmm. um, yeah. if you're yeah. not. Yeah given the opportunity and that's the tough thing about acting and theater and all of that stuff is someone has to give you permission to do what you want. Um, right. Whereas exactly. with so many other things, obviously you're getting hired, but like you can yeah. work your way up in a, in a right. corporate ladder <laughs> right. or you can work your way up doing anything. Broadway, right. you could be taking classes, you could be doing all of the stuff and you just might not get hired because you don't know the right person or you don't mm-hmm. know all that's of right. that stuff. And I think it's just such an interesting industry that um like yeah. mainstream isn't really clued in on but totally the, totally. the entertainment we all know how insane it is for someone to just like make their debut or to be like backs left like, like right. the mm-hmm. stage yeah. left in the Car, back mm-hmm. but they're like yeah. doing the yeah. thing i mean it's it's yeah yeah um, and then you have like the lifers who like go into Lion King and Aladdin and stay forever. They're like, I'm on my tenth year, and you're like, girl, get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel I like get people have been in Chicago for like twenty years. Uh, oh yeah, they're, they're gonna just... die on that stage, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. I, um, I'm curious, like, because you went to conservatory, they're so intense. So intense. And, and then like was the goal Broadway? Like, was the goal to be famous? Like, what was the goal for you? And then to become so huge on social media what was that like pivot for you to go like okay this is my life now it was really strange i think yes initially the goal was like be on broadway or it really was just be able to maybe make a living as a performer in some way Mm -hmm. i was also while i was there i was like training to be a group fitness trainer because i was like that's gonna be my job as a fallback Um, (laughs) yeah i was like i gotta do something to i mean there are so many people who like work in theater and obviously are this food industry or like fitness Mm -hmm. or something like that so i was like okay i'll try doing that um but it was halfway through my junior year that the pandemic happened. And so oh, wow. I was, then we were pivoting to online musical theater classes. So oh, I God. was in a, oh. in a room like smaller than this one I'm in right now, like with a chair trying to do ballet, like the oh, chair my was my God. bar or like doing a monologue like in and it, I mean, it's like I guess it's kind of like no. a self tape, but like singing yeah. a song, but to Ugh. like all of my classmates on Zoom, and it's Ugh. just oh, it it, it is not. It, it felt all of my creativity in school had left me. I was like, <laughs> okay, this feels horrible. Oh it just feels like work. And not not work that I'm like interested in doing right now, especially like doing a scene with someone through Zoom. Oh God. Um. So I downloaded TikTok halfway through because not halfway through uh, in April. So like a month after it, the the world kind of shut down and was like, let me just see what's going on on here. Mm. Um, And (laughs) there's nothing else to do. There's nothing else to do. And then I found it was a way I could be creative and have a little bit of creative outlet. And then Mm. I like summer happened and I kept making videos over the summer. And at the very end of the summer, right before the start of my senior year, I started gaining a following and I was like, okay, maybe there's something here that I can do to finish out school. Um, I, I, I'm, it's probably (laughs) not going to, it's not going to last forever, but we'll see what we do. And then it just kept kind of growing in different ways. And I, I kept finding new ways to have fun and be creative on there. And so Mm. that also, I think, uh, like reinvigorated my love for performing arts and it Mm. it made me realize that I could do it because Mm. I think there, I I had, I was so close to giving up on all of it because auditioning, I I had just done, I think a month before the pandemic, I had just taken a mega bus at 12 AM 
from Boston to New York for the Hairspray Tour open call. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Dark. Yeah, very dark. I was <laughs> mm-hmm. in line in front of Pearl Studios at 4 a.m. Um, my audition ended up happening at 3 p.m. So no. I had been there for 11 hours and then had Tip to immediately shape. get on a train back to Boston to do rehearsal for the Drowsy Chaperone that night oh where I was God. in the ensemble. So <laughs> it was, it, it was, it's like you, grind. It, yeah, it's grind. Such there's like, a grind. Um, no, there's almost no gratification from it until like the very end. It is such mm-hmm. delayed gratification, which I think is really wonderful to work, work for, for a lot of things in your life. But there was like near no gratification. I, and I ended up making it pretty far in those hairspray rounds and then everything shut down and the hairspray tour didn't even they did end up emailing me like two years ago being like would you still be interested and i was like i don't know if i can do that well well, (laughs) they come crawling back to me Um, (laughs) i'm actually busy oh i'm I'm so busy right now um but wow there i i had i was i was very close to giving up on all of it and i think getting a platform and getting that positive reinforcement, um, especially on videos where I started singing or Mm -hmm. videos where I was like talking about, you know, my, my past and performing made me realize like, yeah, that's definitely something I want to do and want to experience at some point in my life. And it feels closer um, than it was when I was just in school doing nothing. Um, Sure. Because, but, but it can be hard when you're in a, in a conservatory or in a, program where there are so mm-hmm. many talented people um yes. and there aren't just those talented people in your program there are talented right. people around the whole world yeah um and there's yes. almost always someone who can do what you're doing, what you're doing. a little and bit better, better and yeah. <laughs> or a lot better and and it's so easy to talk yourself out of it right mm-hmm. you're just like oh well there are three million people here that are way better than me why am i even doing this there's right no exactly and that doesn't mean that i you know, for people who are listening, that doesn't mean that that means you give up because if they're doing it better, you can do it differently or you can offer exactly. a completely different perspective on it. But Find your own way in. Like you, like now you said it feels closer. <laughs> like you right. have found like a different way to approach it. Right, yeah. right. Like it's, you know, it, it can be hard for all of us who are not connected in the industry already yeah. from like birth. Um, yes. and, and I know it can be a little, little discouraging when there are so many people who you see especially with social media, so many of these people who are successful on social media are so young and I can't imagine being like an, a 16 year old or like even younger and seeing someone else, my age making millions of dollars moving to LA and being like, that is what my life should be like because it's not. And I'm, I'm honestly so glad that my life wasn't like that at 16 and that most of this stuff happened at 22, which is still young. But I think just having that little buffer of of all of that. How old were you both when the show started? Um, 23. I was 23. 20. You were 20? Yeah. Wow. 20 and 23. Chris Colfer was 18, 19. 18, yeah. 18. I mean... Yeah, Th- that's b- yeah. all of those ages are so young yes. to yeah. be like thrust into yeah. that. Yeah, I do yeah. think like because it was an ensemble, we were all young. There was a lot of shared experience and like protectiveness. So right. I do think, yeah, the, we had that the, that benefit of relying on each other and that yeah. shared like, oh, we're all going through this together. Right. And we had a boss again, like you said, like we had, you know, the studio to answer to. There were executives and, you know, producers who were all there to kind of guide the way for you versus like, you know, people like you who are hitting it and like overnight gaining this huge following and then going like, what do I do with this? Because now you're running like this. a business. Yeah. Uh, like oh, you're yes. running your brand, yes. which is like you you weren't taught how to do that. No. And it, it's a learning you're going, experience. You're literally day. going to school for you know, performing arts three and a half years ago. For, and then yes, all and, of a sudden. And no one, <laughs> I mean, it's impossible to like learn the business of any of the, these things without being in it. Like, totally. yes. I mean, even down. And then you to, make mistakes because you're learning as you go. Right. Like down to the mundane things about like doing your taxes as like a performer is like, mm-hmm. am I going to go to jail because <laughs> I'm not doing any of this like correctly? Right. But right. Um, yeah, I, I like... <laughs> running the brand of me running my coffee brand flight fuel like there are so many um 
even just the the business of like figuring out how i'm going to next like create the next video or uh, work mm-hmm. with the next person that i want to work with i think um yeah it's a lot of figuring it out myself being able to ask for help i think is a really important thing and um but uh, giving myself so much grace along the way that like if mm-hmm. i'm not doing something perfect or if i could uh, improve on something just knowing that like it, that is okay that i didn't do it right the first time neither yeah. of my parents are in the industry um like mm-hmm. th- a lot of my friends my age aren't doing the exact same thing that i'm doing so i'm really like just taking it day by day and learning yeah. along the way but allowing myself to give give grace when it's not That's, the perfect yeah. thing well you're Very doing important. damn good so yeah. thank you. kudos to you thank you Okay, so let's let's just talk about Glee for a second because I, I want to know about your some of like your favorites. Like, tell me about There's so much. <laughs> well, you for example, you said you go to the gym and listen to Glee songs. I will. And so I think so. Would you have what some is that playlist? Glee, yeah, Glee go to <laughs> right. Well, and I think you maybe um, responded to my story last year about because Glee cast was my. Uh, <laughs> number five for in my spotify yeah. wrapped of yeah. artists i was like what are you doing um but it it really depends on um it, it depends on my uh like mood i brought up rocky horror because i do listen to the rocky horror hmm. wait what is the, the title of that album Rocky like Horror the Rocky Glee Show? Show? Yeah. Oh, Rocky, yeah, 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 yeah. So that is the one. Um, I listen to the live album often. Total mm-hmm. Eclipse of the Heart really? is one of my favorites. Um, I saw your video. It's, it's just <laughs> so I, funny. I, I Oh, the Christmas albums. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Obviously. All of them. Like, I, and I, I really did. I, I'm a cliche and I'll own it. Like, I, I learned so many classics and so much music from the show Glee. Like, there were so many songs wow. that I did not know. So many mm. Journey songs, specifically. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that yes, yes. I did not know before, um, like, <laughs> tuning into the show. Um, but I I love that. Uh, obviously, the Britney Spears songs. are. I remember mm. I would do a... I would just perform a dance to Toxic, the Glee version, <laughs> for like my friends at any time. I think like that's how most oh, people. So you were f- popular, is what you're saying? <laughs> well, uh, sure, yeah, yeah. I think like most people that probably, worked for you. It didn't. I, 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 in retrospect, I think maybe people were making maybe making a little fun of me during that. But mm-hmm. I, I think, um, I that's probably how most people found out I was gay. Um, <laughs> Also, <laughs> Bad Romance, the Glee version, and yep. Naya Rivera yep. does a growl, or like mm-hmm. I mean, she uh, anytime she sang, it's just absolutely incredible. But mm-hmm. it is River Deep, Mountain High. Oh. I mean, oh, I just mm-hmm. like yeah. it's it's almost like all, all of the all of the memories flood back. Yeah. There are so yeah. many. Um, yeah, but okay. 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 So you asked like a specific question, and did like I just your give gym you a- play your gym Glee playlist? My gym. Do you have like a playlist for Glee for the gym? There, there's not a specific playlist because I will go through the albums, and I know there are certain ones that I really like, like yeah, Glee the I Music Volume Four, um, yeah. Volume Three. Obviously, has a lot of those ones that I was hitting on. The Power of Madonna. Yeah, yeah, does yeah. a I lot for me. Um, okay. You're in there deep. This oh, is I'm no 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 no. It's it <laughs> yeah, is a hundred percent. It's deep I love for that me. in 2022, Gleecast was number five on his Spotify. And wrapped. it's 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 funny because like I don't they're bops. They're bops, and I don't <laughs> really realize I'm listening yeah. to it as much as mm-hmm. I am, but I mm-hmm. I sure am. Yeah, I think it's sure always are. fun for us because we don't know we have songs that we're fans of. Like right. amongst the Glee songs, right. and like hearing about experiences, people going to the tour or what songs they like, yeah. are really interesting because we can't have that perspective of, yeah. course. of what people actually like out there in the wild. Yes, I mean the Proud Mary also oh, yeah. was yeah. one that. Oh, you one. guys are all in wheelchairs during that number. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. That's right. I, I recently saw this article, by the way, that someone made an article of like the eleven worst numbers. No, do you not say Proud Mary was in that? Well, it wasn't about this. They said that 
version was good. Too. It was yeah. the context of us all being in wheelchairs fair was enough. a little. Sure, I mean, like, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. But of all the things that went that Glee did, I think that's the least offensive. <laughs> fair, yeah. <laughs> because the, we were we were rallying around Artie for support, right? That's versus right. Versus a million right. other things we're doing. Speaking of that, unhinged sto- storylines. Like, did, were there any of your favorite or your wor- your least favorite like unhinged storylines? Oh, I mean. This isn't. This wasn't one of my least favorites, but I do remember almost crying when the moment happened when Mercedes um, has an eating disorder and starts seeing uh, people <laughs> as food in the in the cafeteria, and then Quinn has a conversation with her about what it yes. was like eating for two. <laughs> I remember playing it back for my mother because I thought it was so impactful. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Mom, this is beautiful. This like, show is changing lives." <laughs> it was like, like Quinn is having this, like, oh, and and God bless, God bless. It was a really good scene, though. Uh, I have to say, it was beautiful. I mean, there were a lot of moments in the show that, even if the storyline was a little questionable, like they were hitting yeah. an overall yes. positive message. <laughs> you could Agreed. see where they were coming from. I could, I could totally see where they were going, but I remember, um, yeah, during that like specific scene, like Amber is sitting in the nurse's office and Quinn is like, when you're eating for two, it's like, it's, <laughs> and I was just like, that is my little teenage life was changed. Um, and Aww. I also just met Diana for the first time also in France and I am obsessed with her in so many ways. I'm just yeah. like, she just, she's like rainbows. She's like a unicorn. Yeah. I was, she was also like so unbelievably, she's just like her, her vibrations are so, yeah. I guess you would call that vibes, but she's just, you're, you're immediately like chill. You're calm. Yes. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I need your aura around yes. me always. Yes. Um, yeah. But she'll just like break out into like a dance in the middle of like anywhere. And you're like, yeah, I'm obsessed. Is, and I'm obsessed right. with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely a, a storyline that I, uh, <laughs> I, I felt really stuck with you. I felt it's one of our favorite by. scenes to shoot. We like getting in those costumes, like we right. couldn't stop laughing. It was really one of our favorites. Right. Like it will go down in history. I also just the whole production of Gleese. Um, I think was impactful. <laughs> it will, it will always, always hit for me. That one's farther in my memory, but we're gonna get there at some point. Yeah, for sure. It, for so. sure. I think because I wasn't in it again, don't have really any recollection. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I wasn't immediately involved, the memory is not good. Oh, yeah, and enough. just the um, entire scene of like uh, vocal adrenaline doing bohemian rhapsody during the birth i think is maybe one of the best shot scenes in television history agreed Agreed. it's so absurd that it works somehow oh my i mean like quinn screaming and while it's all it's just like the musicality of giving birth while also the performance is happening at the same time no 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 like it's oh my god (laughs) yeah i i was changed Mm -hmm. (sighs) they don't make tv like that anymore do they they don't (laughs) That's one of my. They never did ones. before. <laughs> yeah, right, that, that was the only time it ever happened. <laughs> if there was a reboot of Glee, and you were on it, what would you want to sing? Oh, oh. good question. That's big. Oh my gosh! I personally hate getting this question. So good luck. Yeah, yeah. same. same. <laughs> that is that is really tough. Like, what's it? <sighs> Okay, so Tina, I th- I give you an example. Tina, we decided would be doing um like Lavender Haze or Mastermind. Oh, oh yeah, a hundred percent. So you can pick a Taylor. It, they, Are you they, it, would, it would definitely be a Taylor. I don't feel I would be too scared <laughs> to do a Beyonce one. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I could just never do it justice. Um, That's how I feel too. Even though I would want to do that, but I I couldn't touch it. Right, right. Like maybe like I would do some poppy moment, like blank space or mm-hmm. um, you the know, entirety of Harry Styles last album. <laughs> yeah, I could also like uh, I would probably do like a One Direction song. Oh, I would want to yes. do a group number though, because I feel yes. like my favorite things to watch were your guys's group numbers. Um, because they do, were like, just so in my life. 
<laughs> so yeah, right, right. Like, you let know. me do something like that where it's okay. like a heartwarming moment. But I would also just want to like, I don't know, serve and do something really okay. fierce. Like, yeah, like wearing the costumes that you guys did during Bad Romance. Like, give me oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a, an intense. Um, we met the fan, by the way, uh, like a really big fan recently who bought like a ton of auction items from wow. um the show and he was like i have your bubble costume and, and he has like, my puppet. oh my god i think his name was steve the bubble Please costume cr- that i mean that was like wrong, one of the best as well like it was what a costume to wear it was a lot but it was great <laughs> yeah at the end of the day you guys were i mean I, I i would assume so you guys were singing all of your backing vocals as well no. 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 Okay. Heard. We would do the occasional no. background if you were doing a lead vocal. So if you go to the recording right, studio right. and you know, like bad romance, I um I went and recorded and then like yep. they would have me do backgrounds on the choir like sure. that they would kind of push to the top. But no, like somebody to love, none of our background vocals. Oh, also, wow. none of us are we capable. had an amazing team <laughs> that um Tim Davis, who was like our music extraordinaire he he would go and he would do sessions with his like set background uh vocalists wow. and they were unbelievable like and they professional would have to, like, singers do these that overnight. were just so yeah. yeah they could learn it they could hear it once they would teach them all these crazy harmonies and just do it where oh if gosh, we were doing it and right. we did sometimes more days. in the earth first season yeah we did do more backgrounds yeah but then with the schedule there just was not time because we would yeah. go to the studio and record a full song in like 45 minutes the leads mm-hmm. yeah oh, i mean you guys must have been in the studio like almost daily for some of these things yeah yeah but it became such a sort of a conveyor belt situation where you were just pop in do your thing yeah wow and then you had those studio singers also each of us had each of them played us vocal yeah so then they would do our demo vocals so then we also learned each other's voices in that way so then we could go in and Mm. lay down our leads quicker because one we if we had time, learned it beforehand. Right, but also, right. they usually sing it in a style that, that reflected our it. voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, would yeah. there be times you're going into the studio, like not really knowing the song, and you're like, well, oh, yeah. gotta turn Fully. this out right now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they're gonna go there line t- by line. Yes. Absolutely. Play it again, play it again, play oh, it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, which ruins us for any, if you're doing music post glee, right? Like, my expectation now is so, I'm like, they're not I'm like enough. I have to sing a full song. I'm like, come on, do you? Yeah, you're like, let's I go. I have to quick. sing this all the way through. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. We're doing word by word, please. Right, right, right. Yeah. There was one song that we didn't get approved. Like the artist didn't approve it, and we fully recorded the whole thing, and it's great. But it, um, it was a different producer than our normal producer. He's like, do you want to sing the whole thing like all the way through once? And I was like, oh. <gasps> <No>. <laughs> just like unheard of. <laughs> what it's song great, was that? Though. Love the way you lie. That was sung all the way through. Uh, yes. Oh, I wonder some what, of it. Some of it. Some of it yeah. I wonder why that wasn't approved because like, "Take a Bow" is in episode two or something. I think like Eminem. That. Oh, sure. So we think Eminem, or just the actual version of it. I think they had final approval. Heard sure. it and were like, no, thank you. But it ended up being that was um, "Shake It Out." Uh, not "Shake It Out." Shake. Wait, shake it, shake it out or shake it off? Shake, shake it out. Taylor. Shake it out. Florence. Florence. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it ended up being working out. Yes. That, I love that song. Love but that one. Yeah. That happened very, it, it wasn't very often that like things didn't get put in. Kevin, did you have any numbers that like you recorded that didn't make it in? Like I did tell him, didn't make it in. We I did. did one. I did. And I, I'm actually going to text Adam after this to ask if they have it because I what wanted it? to hear it. It was a mashup. It was, I think it was Lady Gaga and Usher. I think it was it was like pure pop orgasm. Wow. Oh, get it, th- please. It was DJ got us fall in love again, and I uh-huh. think just dance. Oh, uh-huh. I, think. I remember that. Okay, yes. Oh my! I gosh. need to find it. I've talked about it before, but I really need to find it. Somebody has to have it somewhere. The mashups that were done okay. on that show were also just next level. Like mm-hmm. someone like you, you and Rumor has it. Someone uh, like you. Uh, yes. I, mean, I mean, that's that's number one. It right? is like, just incredible. My God. You know what I do love is talking to people now so many years removed and what songs are sort of like living in the world still of what everybody universally understands of like rumor has it someone like you, somebody like you, someone like you, someone, someone like, like you, you. Yeah. someone like you 
we all loved it and we knew it was great but i feel like now <laughs> we all understand how good it really right. was mm-hmm. right because i think we were turning out songs every week that it was this onslaught of new music all the time yeah right and now like the cream has risen to the top of of right? which songs were yes. just like, kind of like remained. run joey run <laughs> oh I hate oh it. my gosh <laughs> people love it i will say like the gleeks fandom like loves it for some culty reason and i don't i don't get it kevin gets it more than i do but yeah. i just i think it's camp. Camp. it's camp I am it's camp it's camp it is camp at the end of it the day. It is like, I feel like it is the perfect example of what Glee is. No, that is not right. Because it's insane. <laughs> that it is, is not pretty right. insane. Like, but campy. it's more insane than normal Glee. Like, there's a better... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like, I, I, is there a better version? I don't know. I think I'm that gonna is... Come, I'm going to find I'm my version honest, of that. I'm going to be honest. I have never listened to the original version of that song. I have Nor do you need to. Only no, I haven't ever heard to it. the Glee version of it only ever heard that um, um hmm. yeah i mean it, uh, walking on sunshine and halo too is pretty insane oh. um <laughs> that's kind of just a wild number that happens absolutely crazy yeah <laughs> like, but um, fun but fun chris you have been overly generous with your time with us i know we're not going to keep you any this, longer but this, this is so much fun this is the fastest hour of my life I, I can't believe. Thank you so so like, much oh, for thank you talking yes. about everything. I c- oh yes, I could go on. We'll have to do this again. Thank you, Chris. It was so nice having thank you. you. You're the best. So Let's fun. hang out and yes. so we can rub it in Heather and Darren's faces. Oh yeah, we yeah. Do we gotta do. We gotta throw it back <laughs> that way. Great. <laughs> okay. You're the best. Perfect. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening and follow us on Instagram at and that's what you really miss pod. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. See you next time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.